2: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for
4: details. <laughs> the Johnson Wax program was Fibber, McGee, and Molly. <laughs> the makers of Johnson Wax products for home and industry present Fibber, McGee, and Molly, written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie, with music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. You know, it's not so long ago that Saturday was best known as bath day for the kids and baking day and floor scrubbing day for their mothers. But now you mothers are more fortunate on that floor business. Johnson's Glow Coat has moved that unpleasant chore back with the antiques. You'd never think of doing all that hard work again when with Glow Coat it's a cinch to have linoleum floors clean and sparkling all the time. Glowcoat Coat saves work, first because it needs no rubbing or buffing. You simply apply and let dry. It saves work also because it's so easy to keep a glow-coated floor clean and beautiful. Spilled things are wiped up with a damp cloth in a jiffy. Besides saving you work, self-polishing glow-coat saves your linoleum, makes it last ever so much longer because it protects against dirt, wear, and moisture. And, of course, a beautiful floor protected with glow-coat makes your kitchen a more cheerful room to work in. people at 79 Wistful Vista have been having a little trouble with their radio. All week it's been going... This morning, however, Mr. McGee made a couple of minor adjustments, and now it goes... But never one to give up until something is either fixed or ruined, he's still in there fighting as we meet... Weber McGee and Molly.
5: Mm.
1: Sound any better now, Molly?
5: (laughs) If I wasn't so fond of you, dearie, I'd say that every time you touch that thing, it sounds worse.
1: Well, I think I've located the trouble. I think it's got a grid leak. Hmm.
5: Shall I get a pan to put
1: under it? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you don't know much about electricity, Smithy.
5: <laughs> what I mean is AC
1: is uh, the AC is draining off into the DC. Now let me see if I put this. Over. What on earth
5: are you doing? I'm just
1: feeling around inside this radio. I think possibly the condenser. is... No. Yes! Yes! <laughs> what are you
5: dancing around
1: for? I don't hear any music. <laughs> Got a shock! My gosh! I just absorbed enough juice to light the city of Akron. Hey, you got any rubber gloves?
5: No, no, I haven't. I sent the only pair I had to Cousin Letty. Hmm. She's going to work on a farm this summer, you know.
1: Well, she need rubber gloves for her to work on a farm?
5: Well, she punches little holes in the ends of the fingers with a needle.
1: Yeah.
5: Fills the glove with warm water and practices milking.
1: It's going to be a little confusing when she finds out a cow only has four fingers. <laughs> Oh well, I guess I don't need it anyway. Now let's see, where's my pliers? In your left hand. Well, what do I do with my left hand? Oh. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> see, if I tighten this little dingus here. Ah, I'll bet that did it. Now listen.
6: And as Mister Starling says, the Yalta
1: Conference. <laughs>
5: my my, isn't Russian an interesting language? <laughs>
1: I think maybe i better take the whole radio apart. Oh, dear. Unplug the plug out of the wall plug, will you? Thanks. Now ah, to work. Ah, here we go, laughing and scratching.
5: I still think we ought to call a radio repairman, McGee.
1: Ah, no, nah, it'll take too long. There's an opera singer on tonight that I don't want to miss. Gloria Pizzicato. On that Gilly Garden hose program.
5: Why, she can't sing. Hmm? She's only on that program because her husband is Mr. Gilly. And she only married him because he manufactured hose. She not knowing it was garden hose. <laughs> She's
2: positively the worst. Oh, hello, Alex. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mr. McGee. Something wrong with the radio?
1: Yeah, tubes burned out or something, Alice. Oh. Tuned in the Andrews sisters last night and could only get two of them. <laughs> uh,
2: plug it in and let me hear it, Mister McGee.
1: Okay. I'll see if we can get that program Molly likes. Joyce Jensen, girl gopher hunter. Oh, I... <laughs> That's the one. Joyce Jensen girl go for Hunter that's it trapped in the blazing reptile house at the zoo where she has been lured by Ben Baxter who is secretly trying to break the will of the dying mortimer fixed because he is secretly infatuated with Tracy Lammermore whose father has been missing since the blueprints the new battleship was stolen by Siegfried Schoenfeld an Nazi spy, who is secretly in love with Alice who who is Ben Baxter's secret mother <laughs> We wonder how it will all
7: come out. Tune in all day tomorrow and let
6: your housework go straight to
0: the...
2: (laughs) Sounds like your condenser was shot, Mr. McGee. (laughs) Sounded more like the announcer was, Alice. (laughs) And none too soon, Edie.
1: One of these days, John's other wife is going to fall secretly in love with one of the quiz kids. <laughs> and Clem McCarthy will get so excited, he'll bite H.B. Kaltenborn in the ankle. <laughs>
2: well,
1: I'll just check this radio all over, well, I guess. if I can
2: help you any, Mr. McGee, I have my tool kit upstairs, and I'll be glad to run no, up.
1: Oh, to... no, no, thanks, kid. <laughs> I'll make out okay. This is man's work. Mm-hmm. I used to build radios, you know, back in Peoria.
5: Indeed he did, Alice. That's Many's Many's the oatmeal box I've held while he wraps wire around it. And then held again while he unwrapped the wire and got his thumb
2: out of it.
1: I built the first G.A. set in Fiore, Alice.
2: What's a G.A. set?
1: Get anything. It's <laughs> twelve dials on that baby. Took up the whole mantle.
2: <laughs> My father used to be a great radio fan in the early days. He'd sit there night after night with those headphones glued to his ears. Mm-hmm. Mother finally had to do something about it. What'd she do, Alice? She had to spank my little brother and hide the glue.
0: <laughs>
1: well, this isn't getting the radio fixed, girls. One side, please, while I make a mug out of Marconi.
2: Well, I'll be glad to help you, Mr. McGee, if you want me to. I'm very happy. No,
1: no, no, no. Thanks anyway. This is no job for a bent hairpin, kid.
2: Well, all right. Just call me if there's anything I can do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> call her if there's anything she can do. I never saw a woman yet that didn't think a shingle nail was something to scratch yourself with when you had the shingles. <laughs> now, let me see. Where's my tire tape?
5: Uh, well, I think I saw it... Oh, there. I
1: know. It's right here in the hall closet. Well, one of these days, i got to straighten out that closet.
4: Kelly Mills in the orchestra and Play Ride in July.
1: because he was full of energy. <laughs> ah, let me see. Where's my tack hammer? Oh, here. Oh, I bought some little rabbits from a guy named Myers. They couldn't do long division, but they're great the pliers, please, Molly. Oh, there you are. Thanks.
5: Are you getting any place, dearie?
1: Well, I think I know where the trouble is. You see this tube? Hold it up to the light. That's it. What do you see? A lot
5: of little fine wires.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And naked as a boiled potato, no insulation on them. Pretty shoddy workmanship, if you ask me. Well, uh,
5: how do you get the little wires out of the tube to wrap them with the insulation?
1: Breaks the glass.
5: <laughs> yes, but maybe. And if them little
1: wires were properly insulated, they don't need any glass around.
5: Them, see. <laughs> <laughs> Another
1: thing is here, you got to have these things. Hello, folks.
5: Oh, hello, Mister Wilcox.
1: Hi, Junior. Fixing the radio. Now, there is an intelligent question.
5: <laughs>
0: Got my
1: hands full of tools, and the radio scattered all over the joint, and he asked me, am I fixing the radio? No, Junie, I'm up on the roof, measuring the chimney for some new soot.
5: <laughs> <laughs> don't be sarcastic, McGee. It was a natural thing to ask.
1: Just, uh, what was wrong with the radio, pal? Can't say exactly, Junior. All I know is I don't get what I tune in for. Well, some program
4: you particularly want?
5: Yes, he wants to hear that opera singer, Gloria Pizzicato. Over W-V-I-S.
4: Gloria Pizzicato? Yeah. That babe couldn't hit high C with a bazooka. I used to have a Model T Ford with a worn brake drum that could sing better than she can.
0: <laughs>
4: now, look here, Junior. Don't tell me
1: who to listen to and who not to listen to and who to. Besides, I've heard you sing. Uh. And your lower register ain't fit to dry a pair of overshoes on. <laughs> you got the rhythm of a spavined horse in a cobblestone alley and a tonal delicacy of a dentist drill. You must have trained with a busted windshield wiper for a metronome, accompanied by a sweet potato that was left too long in a damp basement. <laughs> oh, I could say more, but I don't want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> Thanks.
5: I guess McGee didn't know you used to sing in Chautauqua, Mr. Wilcox.
1: <laughs> didn't you, pal? Sure. Thinks mules used to be in vaudeville, too.
0: <laughs> but they
1: took their last bow in a glue factory. <laughs> so if I want to listen to Gloria Pizzicato tonight, I'm going to listen to Gloria Pizzicato tonight. Catch
4: on. Well, they're your eardrums, chum. Shoot yourself. Say, uh, I know where you can get that fixed in no time.
5: Where, Mr. Wilcox?
4: My cousin's a radio repairman, hmm? Big Freddie Wilcox. At 14th and Oaks. Oh, my God. Say, incidentally, you know what Freddie told me about a radio? what
1: did he tell you, son?
4: A very interesting thing. Parlor trick, sort of. Uh He says, if you turn your radio on, and while it warms up, you talk into the speaker and turn it off, it will play your own voice back to you when you turn it on again.
5: Well, heavenly days, I never heard that before.
4: Here, let's try it. Turn it on. Okay. Now, I'll talk into it fast, shut it off, and turn it back on again and hear my own voice repeat what I said. Isn't
5: this fun? No? Well,
4: go ahead, Junior. Talk to it. Okay. <clears throat> this is Harlow Wilcox speaking. Big Harlow Wilcox. Oh, oh, yes. This is Big Harlow Wilcox speaking okay. for the makers of Johnson's Wax. Closer into the speaker, Harlow. All right. I am just reminding you again that Johnson's Wax is the finest protection money can buy for your floors, furniture, woodwork, picture frames, leather goods, and a hundred other things you want to guard from dust and dampness, scratching and smudging.
5: Better cut a short, Mr. Wilcox. This is a very dumb radio and won't remember very much of what you said. <laughs>
4: remember, Johnson's wax, when you want to protect your fine possessions against dryness and dampness, wear and tear, use and abuse. Now, shut it off. Quick, pal. Now, on again. Huh?
5: I don't hear a thing.
4: Well, I'll be darned. What do you know about
1: that? I don't know anything, Waxy.
0: <laughs> but
4: I suspect a plenty. I got a sneaking suspicion. I just told Freddie I didn't think it would work, but he kept insisting and insisting. Mm -hmm. I'm going down and tell him right now. See you later, folks.
1: (laughs) Man, I never caught on. I never caught on. After all these years, (laughs) I never caught on.
5: Well, now look, dearie, if you intend to hear Gloria Pizzicato on that radio tonight, you'd better start getting the real snook wired back into the audio hooses or something. Oh, my gosh,
1: I guess I better have it that. Hey, I just got an idea what might be wrong with this thing.
5: What's
1: that? Uh, this wire here is marked ground. You see?
5: Yeah.
1: Well, all the time we've had it fastened to the radiator.
5: <laughs>
0: that
1: radiator is eight feet off of the ground if it's an inch. No wonder the darn well, thing... Well, you do
5: it your own way, sweetheart. But I hope you get the radio fixed before Roosevelt's next inauguration. Hmm? <laughs> I haven't missed one since I was a child. <laughs> Well, I've got to go out in the kitchen
0: and
1: see how Beulah's coming along with the dinner. Okay. Ah, there goes a good kid. She knows when it comes to repairing a radio, I don't know an aerial from a real set. But does she say anything? No, sir. <laughs> but does she think things? <laughs> Brother, you got no one? Come in. Hi, mister. Oh, hello there, Teeny. <laughs> Rest your rompers on the rug there and watch Uncle Fibber set the radio industry back 15 or 20 years. <laughs>
3: What you doing, mister? What you doing? Watch out.
1: To the world at large, sis, I'm fixing the radio. But strictly between us kids, I wish I knew.
3: <laughs> I love to listen to the radio, I bet you. I like Bing Crosby. He, he sends me.
1: <clears throat> well, I wish he was here now. I'd ask him to do it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, if I move the octostat near the flannelium here, it ought to make the variations more sanitized. Thanks
3: I wish I was smart enough to take a radio all apart. You, huh?
1: Hmm? I said you do, eh?
3: Do what? You
1: wish you were smart enough to take a radio apart. I
3: know, huh? And, and if I was that smart, I'd be too smart to do it, I bet you.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, if you're so smart... Who I'll... makes
3: the radio work, mister? What does? Hmm? Will you explain it to me, mister? Will you please? Hmm?
1: <laughs> Why, teeny? do you mean to sit there with your little pigtails on the wrong end of the little pig? <laughs> And tell me you don't comprehend the nature of the wireless?
3: Oh. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> Close your mouth and open your eyes, and I'll tell you something that make you eyes. Now, then, what happens when you turn on your radio?
3: It makes a kind of a little click, and then the little light turns on.
1: Exactly.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And way out in the ether, Mother Nature hears that little click. Oh. And quicks a flash, she calls in all her little kills and Megs, And says, radio turned on a 14th and 0th. Whistle this way. And all the little ki- kills hop onto their kilocycles.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and all the little megs hop onto their megacycles. And they race away as fast as their little fat wavelengths will carry them.
3: Um,
1: you know what a wavelength is, sis.
3: Sure, I do, I bet you. Five feet, too. I figure that. My sister is a wave and that's her length.
1: <laughs> well, sir, all them little kills and megs ride along on their kilocycles and megacycles till they see that little light that shines in your radio.
0: Ah. Uh... Yes, sir. And then they hop off and into the
1: back of the radio. That's why they always leave the back part of a radio open.
0: <laughs> and quick
1: to wink, they decide who's going to be music, who's going to be dialogue, and who's going to be announcers. And if any little meg or little kill has got a bad cold, they let him be the static. <laughs>
0: well,
1: sir, then you hear the music and the dialogue and the commercial. Which is when everybody turns the radio down and rushes out into the kitchen for a bottle of root beer before the music comes on again. Boy, that
3: was a wonderful story, mister. I
1: thought so.
3: Gee, poor Mr. Marconi.
1: What do you mean, poor Mr. Marconi?
3: To think he spent his whole life laboring under the delusion that radio was based upon the utilization of electromagnetic waves, converted into electrical impulses known as audio frequency currents and amplified by means of the vacuum tube to a diaphragm or loudspeaker. Gee, if he had only known. Oh, oh, poor Mr. Marconi. The king's man singing
4: leaves the dishes in the sink, Ma.
6: Pa started running when he heard the whistle blow. The postman brought a letter, an airmail from our joe. It says he'll soon be home again from far across the blue. And Pa took off his apron and hollered out, yee Leave the dishes in the sink, Ma. Leave the dishes in the sink. Every place will have to wait Tonight we're gonna celebrate Leave the dishes in the sink Pa started jigging And he cried, Pa, shake a leg I'm going to the cellar There's cider in the cake Baloney's in the icebox And there's cheese and pickles, too We're calling all the neighbors Tonight's our night Yoo-hoo! Leave the dishes in the sink the dishes in the sink. Every place will have to wait. Tonight we're gonna celebrate. Leave the dishes in the sink. Since I began a fiddling and the dancing was begun. Grandpa started shouting, "Grand partners, everyone. Each one grabbed a partner, oh, the party, it was gay. And while she looked so pretty, they hollered out, Hooray! While they all were having fun, the door blew open wide. Everybody stopped and G.I. Joe stepped inside. Ma and fall, they grabbed him just as happy as could be. But Joe, he saw the dishes and hollered oh, out, Ma, I washed them in the army. I'm a terrific K.P. You oh, see. leave the dishes in the sink. Joe, leave the dishes in the sink. We'll break them to commemorate the...
1: His name was Slim, it was worth your life to turn your back on him.
5: <laughs> hey, Molly, where's my pliers? In the cuff of your pants, Siri.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I put them there so I'd know where they were. Oh. I got to cut a hunk of this wire off. Is there a knife there?
5: Well, I don't see any.
1: Ask Beulah to bring me a small uh, kitchen knife, will you?
5: Certainly. Why leave it out in the kitchen where it'll just get ruined peeling potatoes and apples? Yeah. Oh, Beulah? Beulah? Somebody ball for Beulah? <laughs>
6: Hey, Beulah, bring me a
1: small knife, will you? i got to slice some wire.
5: Is there something go bluey with the radio, folks? Yes, Beulah, and Mr. McGee wants to get it fixed in time to hear Gloria Pizzicato tonight. Gloria Pizzicato? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, man, that gal...
6: That gal got a voice like making a bed with broken fingernails. When
5: she she's singing, make the half stand up on a scrub brush. <laughs>
1: We won't discuss my musical taste, Beulah.
5: No, sir. Excuse me, sir. Well, it's a good thing we won't, dearie. I happen to know that your idea of fine music is hearing the curse of an aching heart played on a musical song. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, I like imitations of a locomotive played on a banjo, too. <laughs> and believe me, that ain't easy.
5: You mean it ain't easy to like foot?
1: I mean it ain't easy to play it.
5: Oh. Uh, you said you played the piano, didn't you, Beulah? Yes, ma'am, but not so much anymore. Housework and the ain't strictly compatible. <laughs> <laughs> music is like chicken pockets. Oh, you got to keep your head in or you don't get no place.
1: You can say that again.
5: Yes, yeah, so and music is like chicken pockets. Gotta no, 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 music. <laughs> he, uh, he means you're right. Oh, thank you, sir. And he wishes me to bring out a little pair of nice.
1: Yes, if you'll be so good as to. <laughs> when I get through with this radio Bule, it'll tune so fine you can hear Mr. District Attorney filing a brief.
6: Yeah, Mr. Well, district out. Attorney, Father,
0: what is a mail thing? <laughs> <laughs> I love that mail. <laughs>
5: Look, dearie, I won't mention it again after this, but uh, why don't you just toss all those parts into a pillowcase and haul them down to a radio repairman?
1: No, sir, I can handle this with... <laughs> just
5: some knives, sir. Thank you, Beulah.
1: Ah, now I can get someplace. Let's see. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. When were these things sharpened last? I'd hate to be trapped in a cobweb with only these knives on me.
3: <laughs> well,
5: I'm glad you noticed that, Pet. You've been promising to sharpen those knives ever since we... Come in. Come in. Hello,
7: Molly, my dear. Oh, come in, Dr. Gamble. Hi, Doc. Hello, my boy. Well, what are you up to now? My clavicle in this radio.
5: <laughs> Pull
1: up a chair and I'll show you a few of the finer points of radiotronics, Gamble. Finer points of what?
7: Radiotronics. Spell it. Skip it. <laughs>
5: The radio has been acting up, Doctor. I wanted to send it to a repairman, but himself, dear, thought it was a waste of money. So... Oh, it
7: is, my dear. It is a waste of money. Sure. Unless, of course, you plan to use the set again sometime. <laughs> I suppose you're throwing this one away when a little Fumblefoot gets through playing with it.
1: What do you mean, throw it away? Stick around, wise guy, and I'll show you how... Hey, you got your satchel there? Let me uh-huh. have
7: a scalpel, then, will
0: you?
7: Why, certainly. Hey, Mama Boy. Yeah. Although, if you're planning on cutting your throat in despair, let me do it. I'm a doctor, you know. We learn how to do those things neatly. And besides, you... Hey, what are you doing with that? Give me that scalpel. Okay, okay, take it, Indian giver. I was just trimming those wires down to fit.
1: My best scalpel. Of all the unmitigated, colossal... My $12 scalpel. Well, that's what you get for lending your stuff around promiscuously, you big stoop. You're not supposed to lend your surgical tools to a guy who's not a doctor anyhow. You know how septic people are. You could get in trouble with
5: the AMA for that. Way
7: well, of all the... I ought to... Oh, all right, I asked for it. Anybody who lends you anything without keeping one hand on it ought to have it ruined. Shh, that's what... Huh? Listen. To what? Oh, oh, plug it in over there, Doc. <laughs>
1: okay. Now get a load of how radio ought to sound after a good overhaul. Get a load of this reception.
5: Very good. <laughs>
7: that's the same kind of reception he gets when he walks into the Elks Club, Molly.
2: <laughs> oh,
7: take it easy, you old buckethead. My guys, I just got to...
0: Say,
2: hey, Mr. McGee... Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble. Oh, hello, I say, Mr. McGee, maybe I could help a little with that radio if you want don't me. Don't worry about it, Alice. We can get a repair medicine. Oh, I don't mind, Mrs. McGee. I just thought maybe I could help. It sounded to me a little while ago like the condenser is improperly wired. Maybe it's crossed with a transformer.
1: Condenser? You're thinking of an icebox, Alice. This is a radio. Oh,
2: <laughs> you're thinking of a compressor on an icebox, Mr. McGee. I said the condenser.
1: Yeah, but
7: I don't think...
2: Why you don't, can... don't you let her look at it, your noisy little feedback? She at least knows more than
6: you do about it.
7: Be nothing at all. Okay,
1: then. Go right ahead, Alice.
7: You two know all about radios. Go ahead. Fix it up.
2: I do. Well, jeepers, I don't want to... I mean... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I'll just sit over here.
2: Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it won't take but a minute. I work on radio tests all day long at the airplane plant. Mm, I think you've got the condenser hooked into series with the amplifier, tube. Huh? Uh, what, what that does is build up a charge in the resistor tubes. And screwdriver, please. Uh, oh, oh thank you. And, and when it attains sufficient ohmage, it develops a squeal. So I'm I'm changing the wiring so that the grids alternate with the resistors, and so the condenser can function properly. And ah, there we are. Now try it.
5: Well, Clear
1: as a bell. Shucks, she only did what I was starting to do. <laughs> yeah. Only she's got smaller hands. She can reach in farther. Oh, hey, it's time. Get Gloria Pizzicato. It's time for her to be on.
3: W-B-I-S, Alice. Oh, all right. Here.
7: Pizzicato with her first number this evening, Why Do I Love You?
1: Ah, just got it in time. <laughs>
0: Love me.
7: Please. What's the idea, McGee?
5: I thought you wanted to hear Gloria Pizzicato.
7: Of course I did.
1: If I didn't hear her, how would I know when to shut her off?
5: <laughs>
1: I hate that woman. I shut her off every night. Thanks very much, Alice.
2: Don't mention it, ever.
4: If one of your friends said to you, I keep house with wax, would you know what she meant? Well, if you went over her home room by room, I think you would. Because in every one of those rooms, from the front door through the kitchen, you'd find wax protection, wax polished beauty. Floors that grow lovelier with every application of Johnson's wax. Tabletops, sideboard, chair arms that gleam with wax protection, that are so easy to keep clean and sparkling. Windowsills that are not afraid of a sudden shower. Venetian blinds, picture frames, leather articles, lampshades that wear a coat of Johnson's Wax proudly. Yes, you'd find in every room evidence of regular applications of Johnson's Wax to all kinds of surfaces, protecting them, preserving them, adding beauty and length of life, and saving hours of housework. That's what we mean by protective housekeeping with Johnson's Wax. And believe me, it pays big dividends.
5: these parts
1: Alice had left over, McGee. Throw them out and we'll be thankful we haven't got a television set.
5: Why?
1: Imagine getting that put back together and having three faces, two bodies, and a piccolo left over. Oh,
5: dear.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for the makers of Johnson & Finishes for Home and Industry, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night.